Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast, where sexual taboos are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex coach and jade egg and tantric sex teacher. I work with luxury lovers, teaching them the art of better sacred sex by helping them remove all their blocks to pleasure, turn on confidence and connection so they can step into their fullest potential and power as humans and alchemists in the 3D. If you'd like to learn how to release shame and guilt destroying your sex life so you can feel fully sexually liberated and free, you can access my How to Release Shame and Guilt training at www.tillystorm.com forward slash shame. This episode is brought to you by the Essentially Embodied Woman Collective. If you're ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on and feeling confident and sexy in your body through my paid programs and offerings, then head to www.tillystorm.com today. Welcome back, my loves. It's Tilly. And today we're going to be talking about something super exciting, pleasure codes and the eight limiting beliefs. There are probably more, but I had eight in mind when I was thinking about this episode that I wanted to share with you today uh, that are keeping you from expressing your pleasure codes. I'm going to share with you about what that even means and what it is. Uh, We're going to go deep into all of this goodness today. All right. So the first thing that we need to talk about is that becoming multi-orgasmic is not about becoming multi-orgasmic because you being multi-orgasmic is your natural state of being. You got put on this planet. You came into this human body already multi-orgasmic. I've said it so many times on this podcast before. The things that are keeping you from experiencing a multi-orgasmic state are negative conditioning from when you were growing up. So if you were raised um, in a sex negative home, or if you never had a conversation about sex with your parents, or if you were caught masturbating when you were a kid and you were shamed for it, uh, or any of these sorts of circumstances, which most of us were raised in, then these negative patterns, this negative conditioning has your multi-orgasmic nature, uh, on hold. It's actually your genes are not being expressed that would, that could express this multi-orgasmic nature because your genes have learned to down regulate. And the other thing is trauma that you may have experienced either sexual trauma, birth trauma, emotional trauma, all of these things will keep you from expressing your multi-orgasmic nature. And it keeps you from experiencing the pleasure and the joy that's available to you. So it's not when I say multi-orgasmic nature and that you're all, we are all multi-orgasmic beings. That means that you have access to pleasure, ecstasy, and joy at will. It means that at any given moment in time, you can experience these states of pleasure, ecstasy, and joy if you so choose. But all of our negative conditioning and the traumas that we are born and raised with often keeps us from feeling that we have access to this in the first place. Unlocking pleasure codes. What does this mean? Well, it means that you're literally awakening the part of your DNA and gene expression that already knows how to effortlessly experience pleasure, ecstasy, and joy because it is your natural state of being. And when you're not experiencing these states of being, then that's because the genes responsible for making the proteins that keep you out of pleasure, ecstasy, and joy are down regulating to these lower vibration states of being. If you have questions on the neurobiology of all of this, 
please go look up Dr. Joe Dispenza and he can explain all of it for you so that it makes sense in layman's terms. Now, that is not the purpose of this podcast to give you the scientific understanding of how this all happens, but a basic understanding is that the thoughts that you have experience the behaviors that you make and the behaviors that you make will determine the emotions that you feel on a regular basis. And it's like a feedback loop. Okay. So it is totally possible to become your own genetic engineer and to upregulate your gene expression back to your multi-orgasmic nature, simply by becoming conscious of your thoughts and changing the ones that aren't in alignment with the reality that you want to have. Now, I absolutely understand that this is so easier said than done that when I say this, it's like, yeah, duh, that's all you do. You just think good thoughts and boom, there you go. Uh, There's so much more to it. And also there's trauma healing for some people that really has to go way deeper than just thoughts. Okay. And that's something that I am you know, a big believer in that you have to process things on the somatic layer, that you have to get in there and kind of move through it and the nervous system layer before the working on the thoughts and then limiting beliefs will even take root and have an effect on you. Uh, you're, you can't just listen to affirmations all day and tell yourself these things because your unconscious brain doesn't believe them to be true yet, but you can change that by doing nervous system regulation techniques that I teach in my programs, by going into the trauma and releasing the charge and shock from your body and doing different uh, dearming practices and somatic trauma release techniques, okay? There are, there are those things that are absolutely necessary to do the healing work to get to the point where the thoughts and the limiting beliefs actually matter. And this is something that I always say about thoughts and limiting beliefs is that it doesn't really work to change the thoughts about it until after you have done some of the releasing and the trauma healing, the nervous system work, because until you have shown to your unconscious mind and proven to your unconscious mind that these thoughts can even be true and real they don't land. It doesn't land on your system as real because you literally do not have the capacity to believe that to be true. So the thoughts come second. Okay. There, the thought is an afterthought (laughs) for lack of a better way to put it. Doing the body work, the nervous system work, the trauma release work, super, super important. And that's why in my programs that we always do that stuff before I really even talk about or make it an important point that the limiting beliefs are now it's time to shift and change those people. Some people in my program, they're like, you know, I I would like more journaling activities. I'm like, no, you don't need journaling activities right now. (laughs) Like, We're not ready for that. We can do that later. It's fun. Some people like to process stuff on that level to write things out. But in the beginning of your sexual healing journey, or, you know, when you're really wanting to dive deep into your sexuality, it's not about the thoughts and all this stuff. Okay. That becomes so later on. So this whole episode that I'm sharing with you is about that later on process, because some of you might be a little bit further on your journey than others. And I don't really speak to the thoughts that much to the limiting thoughts very much on this podcast. But I think for some of you, this could be really helpful because you are ready for that sort of work. So 
if you have worked through the negative conditioning, if you've worked through your traumas, then working on the thought level is so vital and important. All right. So what are some of the limiting thoughts that we have that keep us from unlocking our pleasure codes? The first one is that pleasure is frivolous, that it doesn't matter, that pleasure is an afterthought. And the belief that would serve you is that pleasure is my birthright. It's not something that's an afterthought. It's my goddamn birthright to experience pleasure and ecstasy and joy on the regular. Okay. So the belief that pleasure is unimportant and it's undervalued. If you grew up in somewhere in middle America or the South, you probably got that message that, uh, you know, you only get pleasure once you've done all of the hard work and done all of the things and checked off all of the boxes. That's what most of us have been taught is that pleasure only gets to be had if those things have happened. And if they have have happened, well, then maybe you can experience some pleasure. So this belief comes from not having grown up knowing that you deserve pleasure and joy in your life on the regular. It's a deservingness issue. Your deep body mind does not believe that it deserves pleasure. So this is the first thought. The second limiting belief or thought that's keeping you from unlocking your pleasure codes is that pleasure must be earned, that it has to be earned. You have to work hard for it. You have to work hard for pleasure. (laughs) What an oxymoron. Okay. No, pleasure is infinite. So the belief that pleasure must be earned, it comes from fear of not being enough and not feeling worthy of it in the first place. So if you don't feel worthy of pleasure, then you're going to feel like you constantly have to earn it from someone or something. The third limiting belief is that my orgasm takes too long. I'm taking too long. Oh no, what is he thinking? I'm going to make him so uncomfortable or whoever. Okay, no. My orgasm comes at the perfect moment. When you continue to believe this thought that I'm taking too long, this produces anxiety and stress that keeps you in the loop of down-regulating your pleasure codes. You're literally expressing more anxiety and stress by continuing to believe this thought. So if you change this thought to my orgasm comes at the perfect moment, then you're upregulating, you're raising your vibration, you're producing proteins and hormones that actually get you in the state of pleasure in the first place. The fourth limiting belief is that I have to have a vibrator to orgasm or I can only orgasm in one way. If you keep telling yourself that, guess what's going to keep happening? You're going to keep continuing to need a vibrator to orgasm, or you're going to continue to only orgasm in one way. The non-limiting belief would be that I only need pleasure to orgasm. I only need pleasure to orgasm. That's it. (laughs) Okay. You don't need a vibrator. You don't have to feel that, okay, my body is limiting me because I can only do this in one way. No. I only need pleasure to orgasm. When you believe that you need something outside of you or that you start, you know, getting frustrated with your body because it's only happening in one way, what does this do? It produces frustration and anger. And what does that do? It leads to more downregulation of pleasure codes. If you want to unlock more pleasure, ecstasy, and joy on the regular, then you get to upregulate your system And to take on the belief that I only need pleasure to orgasm. 
what gets me into pleasure? Well, it's certainly not getting frustrated at your body for only being able to orgasm in one way. It's certainly not perpetuating that belief. Change your thoughts about it. See what happens. Number five. I have to look perfect and perform to keep my partner around. Ooh, I did an episode on how to kick porn star syndrome lately. (laughs) And this one had a lot to do with that. Uh, So if you are someone who, you know, really struggles with body image or you struggle feeling like your body is good enough for your partner and that you have to show up sexually for them, even if you don't want to, Um, then this is keeping you from tapping into more pleasure, ecstasy, and joy. Duh. So the positive belief would be that my body and sexuality and orgasm are a gift and my greatest power. My body, sexuality, and orgasm are a gift and they are my greatest power. So people who feel that they have to sexually perform or that they have to show up for their partner, just get them off their back, or that they have to look perfect Use sexuality as a form of manipulation and control to keep your partner around. You are manipulating your partner. You are trying to control your partner through your sexuality, if that is what you believe. And the way to get out of that and to unlock more pleasure codes is to believe that this is a gift. This is my power. And God damn it, I should probably like really feel the weight and the bigness of that. Because if this is my greatest power, then I better learn to use it in a way that makes me feel amazing and not terrible. Like I'm manipulating and controlling my partner. So the sixth limiting belief that I want you to think about to unlock pleasure codes is that so many people believe that you're damaged goods and that you're desensitized. You're so desensitized. My body doesn't work. Nothing works down there. This is not the truth. Your body is as sensitive as your awareness. So let's put it into I statements so you can use this for yourself. My body is as sensitive as my awareness, and I have the capacity to experience pleasure, ecstasy, and joy on the regular. My body is as sensitive as my awareness. I love this because it's true. The more that you're aware of what's going on in your body, the more that you're going to become sensitive and sensitized to other sensations and motions and thought patterns that are keeping you from what you want in the first place. So this is back to not being enough. If you feel that you're damaged goods and you're completely desensitized and you're never going to experience pleasure in the way you want, that's because you deep down don't believe you're enough. You're not worthy. The belief that you're broken is one that the medical system, the Western medical system and the beauty industry needs you to buy into to continue their existence as well. This is one that our entire marketing system is based off of. Our whole sex toy industry is based off of. If there is something I could do in this world to make a global impact on the planet, it would be to stop getting you all to believe that you need a bigger, better, more tech-friendly sex toy to get the fuck off. Oh my God. Like it drives me fucking bonkers. Okay. You do not need yet another vibrator to have a better experience of pleasure. I freaking promise you. Okay. Because these things desensitize you. Once you get resensitized, the way that you were when you first got to this planet, you were sensitized, then you wouldn't need all of these things. But continuing to seek after the next biggest, better thing is keeping you from being in touch with 
the sensitivity already there for you. So your awareness, becoming aware of what's keeping you sensitized in the first place is the key to unlocking that pleasure code for you. Okay. The medical system clearly wants you to believe that you're damaged goods, because if you're damaged goods, then you have to keep going to them for more help and support and more pharmaceuticals. So it feeds the whole freaking machine, right? Every time you see an ad about a pharmaceutical, what do they show? Oh, you know, like here's the list of crazy, insane side effects that you might experience that we have to give you yet another drug for and another drug for and another drug for. And it feeds the whole entire freaking system. You are not damaged goods. Your body is as sensitive as your awareness and you have the capacity to experience pleasure, ecstasy, and joy on the regular. This is within your power to create this for yourself. Okay. The seventh limiting belief that's keeping you from unlocking your pleasure codes is that my desire is not to be trusted. I can't go after what I want. I can't trust that. Maybe it's led me in the wrong direction before. Uh, Maybe I got judged and shamed for it which I'll talk about that next, but let's stay with desire for right now. So the, the positive belief, the expansive belief that you could adopt is that my desires are my North star. They are given to me by God. How would that change your life? If you truly believed that your desires, the things that you really deep down want were given to you by God as a gift to show you what's next, to lead you on the path of more liberation and freedom. Desires are not inherently wrong, okay? When you don't trust your desires, what do you experience? You experience resentment. When you really want something, but you don't allow yourself to have it, what ends up happening? You end up resenting the fact that you don't get what you want, and you usually project it onto someone else usually your partner. Okay. So if there's something you really want and you're not honoring that because you don't trust it or you judge it, then it leads to resentment, which downregulates your system and puts those pleasure codes on lockdown and you don't have access to them. So learning and creating this belief to keep continuing to tell yourself over and over that my desires are my next star and they're given to me by God. This helps to raise your vibration, to upregulate your system and to unlock those pleasure codes. The eighth limiting belief is that my fantasies are wrong and bad. And you know, the difference between desire, fantasy, desire being the things that I really want to experience in life, fantasy being more about sexual fantasy, right? So my fantasies are wrong and bad. If you believe that, Well, what is the opposite of that? Let's go there first. If you believe that your fantasies are wrong and bad, what is a way to turn that into a positive statement? My fantasies are a fun mental playground for me to explore and see which ones I actually want to play out and which ones I don't. Your fantasies are just fantasies. Last week, I I told you and reiterated to you that you are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. You are not the things that you think. You are not the things that you feel in your body. You are consciousness itself. You are source itself. Okay. You are not your fantasies either. So if you have a fantasy that you judge, there's nothing wrong with it. Your fantasies are simply a fun mental playground that you can explore and see which ones you actually want to play out and which ones you don't using your own moral compass and judgment. Okay. They aren't either good or bad fantasies. There's no good or bad about them. They just are what they are. 
When we judge our fantasies, what do we do? We unlock guilt and shame, which downregulates your system and keeps you in low vibration states, which keeps you in the most low vibe state ever. Guilt and shame are like the lowest vibration emotions you could possibly experience. So what do you need to do? Adopt a new belief. My fantasies are a fun mental playground for me to explore and see which ones I actually want to play out and which ones I don't. And when you do that, you upregulate, you get into a higher vibration state of being. So these eight limiting beliefs and their counterpart, which is the positive expansive belief will allow you to begin to unlock the part of your body that already knows how to be in a state of pleasure, ecstasy, and joy on the regular to unlock your pleasure codes. So I would love for you to check out any of my free resources on the website. Uh, we have a resource called how to release shame and guilt, destroying your sex life. This is a really big one, especially for those of you that grew up like I did uh, with a lot of guilt and shame around your sexuality, or you experience guilt and shame and judgment around what you desire sexually, or you have a feeling or hunch that this is why you aren't able to express yourself in the bedroom how you'd like. Uh, we also have a how to start a jade egg practice and how to start a tantric sex practice with your partner. So if you're in a relationship with someone and you want to try out tantric sex, you can download our tantric sex starter kit and try out four different audio guided practices. And we also have my how or ignite your desire e-guide, uh, which is mainly for women who lack desire and confidence in their body and sexuality. So if that's something you struggle with, be sure to download that e-guide now. Uh, we would love for you to rate and review this podcast if you've received value from it uh, to help spread the word and uh, share this little slice of heaven with others. Please feel free to share with your friends this episode as well, who could use this type of goodness in their life right now, which are a lot of people I know. All right. Thank you all so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye.